What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we have a ton to talk about on today's show. Plenty to talk about regarding Daredevil, of course. Uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil first appeared in Spider-Man No Way Home. We've now also seen Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk character appear in Hawkeye. We're now getting some word on when we may actually be seeing a project revolving around the Daredevil franchise launching with the MCU. So we'll give you guys the latest on that. We'll also talk about a pretty big week uh, last week it was for for Daredevil and the rest of those former Netflix shows as they appeared on Disney Plus under a new kind of, I guess, title moving forward. And it led to many questions about does it in fact mean that those shows that we watched in the past, you're talking about your Daredevils, you're talking about your Luke Cage, your Defenders, your Iron Fist, your Punisher, are any of those shows canon? Jessica Jones, are any of those shows canon? Maybe there was some evidence we saw on Disney Plus to suggest maybe they weren't, but it's, it's still really hard to tell. We've not gotten a straight answer from Marvel, so we'll talk about that as well. Morbius is coming up right around the corner. We have some reactions to that movie. They are not good. I'm just not going to bury the lead and spoil and keep you guys in suspense. People, uh, at least one person I saw was not all that thrilled with what they saw from this film, so we'll break down what we feel that means for us and what that means for the rest of the people who are going to see that movie. And staying in the Sony-verse, we have a pretty major casting for another Sony Spider-Man adjacent uh, project that they'll be doing, Madam Web. So we'll tell you guys about that casting towards the end of the show. But great stuff happening this week. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, great slate today. What are you looking forward to talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about some of this Marvel Netflix uh or formal Marvel Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've uh, we've been following that stuff for a while. Of course, we know Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil made his appearance, and um, you know, we have to wait and see what that means for the rest of uh, the Marvel Netflix verse, Daredevil verse, whatever whatever you want to call it. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, you know, it, it took a, a great portion of time on this podcast. Some of the episodes we've done talking about those shows so we you know that we are big fans of the the former netflix verse that was created with those marvel characters and seeing them on disney plus under a new banner very fascinating to see what that means for some of these characters moving forward considering we are starting to see them appear in the mcu kendall joins me on this podcast as well kendall another great slate we have this week what are you looking forward to talking about yeah, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm excited to talk about uh, the Marvel Netflix shows as well, or as as I should call them, the Marvel Disney Plus shows now. I guess exactly. they're just a part of the Disney Plus brand. Uh, but the yeah, the Defenders, the Defenders verse, uh, and how that um, connects to the rest of the MCU, uh, and and you know, future projects that involve some of those characters. We'll discuss that. Shortly. Absolutely. And it's funny, I don't know if you saw Kendall, the there are some uh some kind of parent organization that was, you know, sent yeah. a letter to Disney, like kind of protesting the, the yeah. launch of these <laughs> these episodes and shows. I mean, I don't think the campaign went very far because, you know, it seemed like they're just up there now and then of course of course there's a, a new parental there's no parental controls in the Disney Plus streaming service, so uh you don't get your seven year old kid, you know. You know, seeing these the wild stuff that happens 
on some of these shows, particularly Luke Cage, I think being one the one in Punisher, maybe because of the violence. Those are the two I think people jump out immediately and say, "Wow, this is definitely something you don't want your your nine year old niece, you know, <laughs> uh, stumb, stumbling upon uh, uh, by accident because she wants to watch, uh, you know, Encanto for a third time or a thirteenth time, considering how uh, popular that movie is and how really excellent that movie is." But uh, but 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 it's it's kind of a surreal day definitely to see those shows that were kind of you know, in my opinion, I don't want to say it was like I don't want to say it was the, you know. I don't want to say it was like the, the it was it was a franchise player at Netflix. You no, know, I don't want to say that it, it kind of it kind of helped build Netflix into what it is because Netflix had other you know original streaming shows that also were kind of in that same era that that were big deal. Orange is New Black, uh, House of Cards, but it did really feel like you know like Marvel to some degree kind of put Netflix on their back and kind of gave them an opportunity and helped them reach heights that I don't know that they would have reached had they not brought the Marvel audience and we know that audience is very very large so to see what netflix has become and now to see those shows that help build netflix into that go to the the rival team which is technically now their home team which has always technically been their home team it's, it's all very weird and very fascinating but um we will be talking about some of the some of that stuff and in the future of those shows on disney plus in a minute but i do want to start with a pretty substantial uh substantial evidence that that a daredevil reboot series is right around the horizon it could be shooting uh as early as late this year so there is a uh service called production weekly and essentially they're a publication that that like is dedicated to putting out you know information about and listings about when certain studios are creating certain shows essentially when things will go into production and they've been very reliable in the past and they raised a ton of eyebrows when they posted just last week that uh, a, quote, Daredevil reboot would be in production in the very near future, sometime early this year, or excuse me, late this year or early next year. So we've heard about this. It, it, we've had a lot of different variations of what this story is going to be with these Daredevil characters. We first heard that Echo was like a fourth season of Daredevil because it was going to have all the Daredevil characters. But now here we're seeing that something called Daredevil Reboot is going into production. We didn't, I mean, I think we did a story a couple months ago where it was pretty much kind of laid out that Daredevil project would be, you know, deep, far in the future. I know, know, at least two, three years away. It it seemed like the the reporting we were getting. So to hear that, you know, something's going to be in the works as early as this year seems a little surprising and considering Matt Murdock is supposed to appear in uh echo you know does this mean that that will still happen or is, is this is this daredevil reboot actually echo like we don't really know so it led to me a lot of questions in terms of you know but before besides just the excitement that you would have in hearing what would it is great news that daredevil is uh about to go back in the full swing in the mcu sham when you heard about this quote-unquote daredevil reboot set to go into production Where'd your mind go outside again, outside of I guess I assume obvious excitement, but like in terms of what you are expecting or what you think this actually is? Um so uh, you know, I try not to set my expectations uh too high. I don't know I don't know whether this is I mean they say it's a reboot, so I guess we're losing Karen, we're losing Foggy. 
um, I guess, or they're or they're recasting those characters. Maybe, I guess we're losing um, Rosario Dawson's character. I, I, I Claire. Know, we're losing Claire. Yes, the nurse. Um, you know, I guess we're losing um, other people. I would guess Denofrio's coming back because we saw him. Um, but outside of that. We don't know what else we're getting. We've got maybe we're getting a new hand. Are we getting a new stick? I mean, what are we getting? You know, so it's, so I don't know. You know, it's, it really is a blank slate. So it's hard for me to really have any expectations outside of I know, um, uh, I know that Matt Murdock is going to be great, um, and the Kingpin should be good as well. Not that D'Onofrio is not great as well. He's, he, I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll do a great acting job, of course. I have to see how the story is, uh, because the story of Kingpin and Hawkeye wasn't to par of the story we saw in Daredevil. Now, of course, you have the time and whatever, but there are differences there. So I have to see. I would have to see how the story is in a Daredevil series if they were to do that again in a supposed reboot. So, um, you know, and it, look, it's, it would also be going up against the Daredevil show that is currently on Disney Plus, right? It would be a direct comparison. And if this show is not better, that would be an issue for a lot of people. So, and try not to get my expectations set too high and crazy for what I would want this to be. I want, I would like for this to be a continuation of some kind. You know, reboot seems to imply that it is not. So, I mean, I don't know. That's the decision they wanted to make, and you know, I guess we'll see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, just not, just not setting my expectations too high. I just know Charlie Cox is, should do a good job. And what is what is fascinating, Kendall, is when you go to that website, productionweekly.com, and you see their listing. Their listing has Daredevil reboot and also Echo. So like it has two separate, you know, shows. I guess so. You know, with this, so there's no confusion that you know Daredevil is is this Daredevil back to just Echo, and they and they just misread it, or they they're just li- using that title for the sake of moving forward. Like those are two. According to Production Weekly, two totally different things that will be in production in the near future. So, to me, it sounds like from Sham's perspective, there's more, a little bit of kind of cautious, I don't even know if I'd say optimism, really. He seems just very cautious in terms of how to really kind of take in this news of seeing Daredevil reboot on this uh, on this docket and, and coming up so shortly. Kendall, where, where did your mind go when you, when you see this? Uh, I don't really know how to how to feel about a daredevil reboot um personally i don't expect this show to be vastly i don't expect it to be, i expect it to be a soft reboot that is still technically supposed to be in the same universe interesting um i don't think that we're gonna get a bunch of recasting of the same character that we already seen and a bunch of retellings of the same stories um i don't really know why you would do that um my guess is that this I, I is mean, can I answer that question or why you would do that? Not that I would do this, but can I answer that question? Right. Real quick? I think you would do it because the the Netflix show set a certain standard that just quite frankly, you're not trying to meet. When I say standard, I'm not necessarily even talking about quality, but tone, um, you know, tone basically, you know, the main thing I'm talking about. Like there's a certain expectation when I see, you know, Deborah Ann you know, Wall as, uh, as Karen and Rosario Dawson and, and the dude that played uh, 
forgive me to get do that played foggy like there's a certain expectation i'm i'm expecting from those characters and the store situations they're going to be in that you know that they, maybe we don't know but maybe disney plus or whatever marvel is going to put this on is not ready for so when we say why would you do that i would think that that would be why you say look none of those characters or those people you saw are in it because like this is different it's not going to be that thing that you used to love and that's it's kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off, but I think that would be an effective way to get people to understand that this is going to be something new. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're in a position where you can kind of get the best of both worlds without stepping on the other show. Uh, if you sort of maybe just avoid it, those characters, if you if need be. Um I don't know. I mean, I feel like part of me then wonders then why even bring back Charlie Cox? You know, why even bring back uh, Vincent D'Onofrio if we're, if we're worried about the comparisons, we're worried about the um, the original. But but yeah, I mean, my guess is that this is going to be something that is, is loosely connected to the original show. Um, you know, theoretically in the same universe. And you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that how that is done. Um, now with this new with this new, uh, you know, Bob Chapek, this was one of his big undertakings was adding mature content to Disney Plus. Um, with this new uh, ideology over at Disney, you know, this show can can be a little darker than maybe we would have expected when they first uh, thought about it um, when they first got. The, the rights back to Daredevil, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I'm personally not super excited uh, if, if, if it's not, um, if it's not like just another season of Daredevil, um, could it, I mean, could it still be good? Sure. I, I've always said, I'm never going to say it's a bad idea to do a, a Marvel show. Uh, now, if you told me they're doing this over something else, you know, that's another conversation. Um, but I'm never going to complain about too much Marvel. So, so this is what they want to do. I'm not going to complain. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be good, but, uh, you know, I, this wouldn't have been the first thing on my, on my list of, of projects to, to green light. Really? This wouldn't be on your, on your list of green, the, why, why is that? That you wouldn't just want to be, that something like Daredevil. We saw the fanfare that Charlie Cox is appearance and his rumored appearance even like when we didn't even know he was in it had in no way home we know the fanfare that came with vincenario's rumored appearance and an eventual actual appearance in hawkeye why wouldn't this have been uh if it is a reboot why would that still be high up on your priority list if you were kevin feige uh you know look there's always this business involved and so i think that that does factor in um I guess from a fan perspective, I, I you know I I look I, I'm just not as uh, not as interested in, in in doing a reboot of of a series that we just got, um, you know where it involves some of the same people. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to how to how to. I really don't know a comparison. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was some really something we've never seen. Before. I think that I think one one thing that kind of. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say I would green light it, but I would, but I would say that it would give, I would, it would definitely give me some pause. Now you told me season four, 
See, ben, and, that's, that's, that's another and that's another thing because the, no the whole campaign surrounding Charlie Cox, at least from from what I understand, was that people wanted the show brought back. People wanted Daredevil season yeah. four. Um, and what it seems, according to this at least, we're not going to get that. Instead, we're getting a reboot with the same people. Now, that's kind of a different thing that we're talking about. So it's like, okay, yeah. so we're going to reboot, you know, with different people. Probably, I would assume, different supporting cast. Um, at least some of the different supporting cast. Some people probably just aren't going to show up. Um, different story. Um, I mean, it's... And it's it, and it, it gives you pause because, you know, we see that, you know, the kingpin that we got in Hawkeye was very different. Right. You know, much stronger, you know, kind of, you know, uh, you know, not much story surrounding what he was just kind of, you know, boss in the shadows. And he just big kind of throwing his weight around, which is fine. But, you know, there it wasn't as developed. Yeah, as he wasn't. It was. wasn't as buttoned up. It wasn't as uh, yeah, he wasn't but, as uh, as strategic. Yes, um, he didn't was have not. to kind of. He didn't kind of have the thumbprint on the right. criminal underworld that you would have expected, given the guy right. that we were introduced to in season yes. one of Daredevil. Exactly, all of those things. So you just get, you just get. It just gives you some pause, you know. You just like, I, I mean, you know. Hopefully, it's as good. But Daredevil set such a high bar that it's just, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to expect even Feige, to be honest. To reach that bar that Daredevil set through all three of its seasons. Very, very hard to expect. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, in terms of of how I view seeing, you know, Daredevil reboot, I think I'm a little more optimistic than you guys are. Um, I think when it comes to when we ask, okay, if you're doing a reboot, why bring back Charlie and, and Vincent? I go back to what I've heard from Feige, and we know... Feige values high-end talent. And when I've heard him talk about those gentlemen, the first thing he said, he's not, he's never, I never heard him talk about, yo, those stories those guys were involved in were amazing. He always talks about the sheer talent and the sheer um, presence that those guys brought to those roles. So for him, he's bringing them back. I think he legitimately feels like those are the best people to play Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk. And I don't think he's going to get an argument from literally anyone who has watched him make that performance. But while I think it's it makes sense, and I think I would agree with you guys that when we see those guys back, we all make the jump leap and the jump to the conclusion that well, that means you know you're bringing back the whole shebang and you're continuing those stories. Because while we did, of course, love those guys' portrayals, we also loved the stories that were written. At least some of them, not all. No, it wasn't everything wasn't up. They didn't bat thousand on everything that they did, but. There's a lot of great stuff that was established through those stories, and the the hashtag was hashtag save Daredevil. It wasn't hashtag recreate Daredevil or hashtag rebuild Daredevil. That wasn't the hashtag. The hashtag mm-hmm. was was yep. save Daredevil because we wanted to save the show that was already established as is. Now, I think for Feige, I think he's always wanted to work with these characters, but I don't know if that was necessarily ever his goal or ever his intention like you know we've talked at length about how much there was this big rift between the people who work on the marvel movie side and the people that work at marvel television formerly led by jeff Loeb. you know it was it was it was obvious you know you, you could barely get any references in age of shield the netflix shows all they could say was the green guy and the, the you know the incident they couldn't say anything close 
to the, some of the things you would expect to, to, to hear when you're talking about major events like what happened in Avengers, if you're talking about a, a, a tie together universe, which is what was which is what this was supposed to be. So I think that Feige doesn't value that as much. Should he? I think he should. I, I would agree with you guys. I think that, that would be a mistake. But at the same time, because those guys are such a strong foundation, I'd give them a chance to create whatever they want with those guys at the foundation and see what they come what comes out of it. I'm also not totally convinced that, like, I feel like the word reboot is, like, very... I don't think it's always used correctly, quite frankly. Like, I've seen some things, like, you know, described as reboots where I wouldn't consider it a reboot. Like, a reboot to me is a show that had a run that be, had a beginning and an end, and then you're bringing it back with an entirely new cast and reimagined in an entirely new world. That's not what I feel like is happening. You know, lead us kind of into our second conversation involving this stuff, but which I'm I'm not sure exactly what's happening to be quite frank. But I don't I don't think like, like to me like that's that like that's not a, like there are things that are described as reboots where they're not that I would call them more revivals. Like for example, a, a great example, and this is for people who I don't know if you've watched this show, um, but the new season, Shamari, and you both of you guys have watched. You guys have watched the new season or at least part of the new season of the game. Which is a football romance kind of comedy slash like drama that used to air on originally on the CW, then on BET. Uh, it ran for like four or five seasons, and it was over. The show ended, and then we learned that Paramount Plus was going to be doing a what was being called a quote unquote reboot of the show. But if you actually watch the new season when one, like half the people that were on the last show were on it and all the things that happened in their lives still happened. Like to me, again, I don't consider what that new season of the game as a reboot. Like it's not necessarily what I consider it as season seven or wherever the season would be for the game. It's kind of weird because so much time has elapsed, but I almost feel like it's closer to a new season than it is a reboot, but that's what they kept calling this new season of the game. And I think they really do it more so that they can just restart the, clock on the season i think that honestly helps you bring in more fans when you say you're doing a reboot as opposed to saying we're just continuing a show that's been on for 10 years you know a lot of people don't a lot of people aren't all that excited about that yeah it's so, a soft reboot right yeah and that's what that is right the word is a soft reboot which is the word that gets used sometimes i feel like this is probably going to be that i feel like it'll probably be closer to a soft reboot i think it's likely you will see a lot of the characters that you've seen because when you really think about it who who are the only like who are the who are the only indispensables outside of Fisk and uh and 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 Matt in terms of people that would have to return? You would only have to bring back Foggy. I'd argue that might be it. Like Karen doesn't have to be in the show. No. Um, Claire doesn't have to be in the show. No. I mean, could you argue? Could, could someone make an argument that maybe the same person should play Vanessa? Probably, but I don't think that that's a big deal. Like, that's not something that... And you know what? I'll give you one more. The other indispensables would be probably Electra and, uh, yeah, and I Bullseye. Say, I was going to say, I'm sure Electra at some point. Which yeah, Electra and Bullseye, I think, would also be the expendables. But I also feel like... Now, I, I've tweeted it. I, I'm very, Everybody's very clear on where I stand on Elodie Young. They should absolutely not recast Electra, in my opinion. 
But could you get away with a recast and say I was the same person, but, you know, we couldn't get a Lodi or we wanted to move on, whatever? I think you could do that. Uh, to me, there are only really three people that you absolutely cannot do a recast of and say that this is any kind of uh, rehashing of what we saw in Daredevil. And that is Matt, Foggy, and Wilson. Everyone else can absolutely be recasted. Now, I think if you really want to drive it home, you should not recast De- uh, Dex, and you should not, which is, of course, uh, Bullseye. And you should not recast... Elodie Young. But again, does Electra have to show up in season one of yeah, the, the Disney? Really no, like some of these things don't have to happen. Like they're like the one thing we can say about Daredevil in some ways is that like they kind of scratched the surface for like Daredevil as a character because it wasn't the show wasn't that long. Like we've only seen the hand and uh Fisk. Like there's yeah. so many other avenues you can go outside of those two. We haven't seen White Tiger. We haven't seen so many other people. Like you could do, you could do, you could do anything you want. And the only people you really got to keep in the fold are three people. So I'm not gonna trip over the word reboot because I think it will be likely more similar to what we saw from the game, which is it is a reboot. But like, just, and it's funny we say that because when we think about, or I say that <laughs> because when you think about the game and how it was so much, we just assumed that all this stuff happened all these years and they've continued. I mean, that's how Wilson, that's you know, how Vincent D'Onofrio says that he played his role on Hawkeye. He said, I played it with something that everything that happened in that show has happened, and these are years that have passed. And if you remember what happened when I left, like, it, I was down bad. So I, when we say why am I not as strong and or, you know, not as strong in the political sense as I was in the past, well, you saw me last time I was in jail, so... I'm still kind of on the come up, and there's been a and there's been a blip. There's a lot of things that's happened, so I think that there. I'm not going to trip as much on the on the reboot thing as you guys are. Yeah, um, I mean that's yeah that's what I said too. I mean I think I think it's going to be a solid reboot, but I I just wouldn't do a reboot. I guess is what I would say. Um, Right. But what I what I what I'll say is that what I guess is I feel like when you're talking about bringing back. Um, when you're talking about bringing, bringing in certain characters, um, and you're bringing back Murdoch, you're bringing back Nelson, you, you know, you're bringing back, uh, uh, Fisk potentially, I would assume that the show will be against, they they probably won't, the things that they, the, the thing, they, I don't think they'll step on the other show. Like I said, I think that it'll be, there will, there will be things that there won't be referenced, you know, certain characters don't show up. It's like, yeah, don't expect them to be don't expect them to show up maybe it happened maybe it didn't but we're not even going to touch you know that other show for the most part but i also expect from a reboot standpoint i think it'll look very different um i, I think i would expect that. i would not be surprised i mean he's almost certainly gonna have a different costume uh that's already been rumored and whatnot but beyond that you know i also wonder if his powers will be looked at differently you know you know obviously the way that his powers that wouldn't surprise me either yeah, it I mean, wouldn't surprise me if he got almost like a the movie a movie like exactly I was gonna movie, say, like the Daredevil movie. I was going to say if he got a buff kind of like that. The the, the Daredevil the way they did the Daredevil in the in the, with Ben Affleck the movie was a lot different than Netflix. Like, like he was like a, he was like a super he was like a bat. He was like a, like a super bat. bat. It was like you know <laughs> yeah. Um, and they went away from that in the Netflix version. Uh, I would not be surprised if they changed the way they visualized. Yeah, especially seeing how he caught powers. that rock in the Spider Man joint, yeah. it, it seems like. They need one. I mean, I think another version of a soft reboot that we've seen in in, in recent times is is the Transformers. Um, That's true. You, you know, they haven't ever yeah. technically said that the Transformers 
ever rebooted, you know, but we've seen about three iterations now of what is supposed to be, in theory, the same universe. Um, with Shia LaBeouf, then they rebooted it to Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and now we've got this Bumblebee, you know, Bumblebee Plus universe where um, we'll see what this next Transformers movie looks like. So, But shoot, uh, I mean, you guys are, I mean, I know Shamari's a big fan of like, Fast and Furious. Like, you could totally argue that after Tokyo Drift, whatever we've seen since then, has been, was the making, was really a soft reboot. They've, and like those fan, the fans of that that franchise have like basically they look like you know Charlie from the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia trying to piece together how all these things are supposed to still be canon because it's very difficult to actually follow through. But they say that it's it is you know um like like or even the the X Men with you know Michael Fassbender and uh and and and, and you know Matthew uh and what's his name. Uh, James. Not, uh, uh, James McAvoy, you know, the stuff to, uh, that was directed in first class, directed by Matt Vaughn. Like, that was supposed to be a soft reboot, but, like, you know, when they go to, you know, uh, when they go to the movie uh, Days of Future Past, you know, Patrick Stewart's like, yeah, I'm going back to see my my old self. Like, that all is supposed to have happened. So, And, of course, there's always going to be things where you're like, wait, wait why, how come Mystique doesn't ever mention Professor X in the original movies, but <laughs> right. that's like his her brother. Her brother. Like what what happened there? But nobody really cares. You know, yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't ruin the movies. It doesn't ruin anything. So there that's may how be I feel about like Dare, that. that's what I feel about Dare, that's how I feel about Daredevil. That, yeah, like, there may there may be moments like that in Daredevil where, you know, there's certain things where you're like, wait, where is Karen? She would definitely be here in this situation. Or where is this one? Where is that one? Uh or why why does this person all of a sudden not remember this moment? And, but they're gonna assume that people don't care about those little things. Um, right. But I don't know. Marvel's also very intricate with a lot of that stuff. Fox was a lot sloppier, <laughs> so I don't know. They may they may be a little more uh, detailed in that in their approach. What did you guys think of the reveal that the new shows, those Netflix shows that we talked about before, um, Daredevil, of course, being a part of it, but also Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Um, Punisher, The Defenders, they're now under a new banner on Disney Plus, and we pay a lot of people pay attention to stuff very closely because, given how other shows have been branded, and there are plenty of other, there's a lot of content on Disney Plus in terms of the Marvel realm that isn't canon to the MCU, and things are separated. There's a lot of questions about when these shows appear, where will they appear, how will they be branded, and the new branding that. That this uh, that these episodes, these shows will be under is going to be under a banner called the Defender Saga. So we have the Infinity Saga, which is a saga on Disney Plus, and of course those are MCU movies. But here, uh, the shows you're talking about: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher. They're under a different title that's going to be described as the Defender Saga. Does that mean those episodes are canon? We don't really have an answer to that. I think this would lean more towards no, because if it's not under the stuff with all the other Marvel shows, then why would we consider this canon with the MCU? But Kevin and the crew over there, Marvel, again, never remained very mum about what exactly they're actually planning. So anything we would be saying in regards to whether or not it is canon or not canon is speculation. Because they have not told us anything. We all, all we have are context clues. So, Kendall, I know you said you want to talk about this. I mean, do you, do you, when you saw this, 
what did you make of it? Is that did that make you think that these were indeed no longer canon, or do you feel like there is still hope that they are? Um, so I was very surprised to see Iron Fist, um, on Disney Plus. I thought they were going to burn that. Not only was I surprised to see it, but I was surprised to see it lumped in with the rest promoted. of the crew. Yeah, like you know, in the in the in the trailer in the announcement, you see they're showing Iron Fist clips. Um, I'm surprised. And to me, my guess is that I think there's two ways this is going this is going down. Um, there's, there's multiple. There's a lot of ways this could the- theoretically go down. But my two guesses on how this would happen is the le- the 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 less likely option uh, or less likely outcome is that they're all canon and that they're just going to rock with these characters and you know it's just going to be like yeah that was that all that stuff happened and whatnot. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I would have no problem with that because I like the universe that they set up, but, um, I don't think they're going to want the Iron Fist baggage mostly. Um, what I think is going to happen is I think, again, it goes back to the soft reboot conversation where I don't think they're going to try and overly step on too many of the stuff that happened in Daredevil, you know, uh, you know, we'll see what Luke Cage, we'll see what Daredevil is the main one. And I think that the show they'll try to, they'll try not to completely erase um i think the other ones are a lot more up for grabs i don't think jessica jones they really have to get into her backstory that much no, not at a all. lot of it you could, is... you could create a whole new story i feel yeah, like with, i feel like with jessica a lot of it is though i know they they did in the last two seasons try to like do more going into her past i feel like the thing more about her is about like who she is now as a person and like just putting her in situations that are interesting and disturbing and seeing her deal with them like it's not necessarily about what's that whatever she's gone through uh in the episode in the you know episodes or seasons prior yeah yeah so 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 my expectation is that you know with her character uh i do think krista ritter will show up um and i think it'll be very vague uh, i think it'll i think it'll just be assumed that whatever happened in the show probably happened but they're not gonna really uh they're, again, they're not gonna erase anything that that happened in that show, uh, but if, but if certain things happen differently, they're not gonna go crazy about it. Um, Luke Cage, I think, is someone who may look different. Uh, I think Mike Coulter will be, I would assume, would be Luke Cage, but you know, he may have a he may have a more traditional getup. He may, you know, be a little bit. He may act a little different. Yellow shirt, you know, he's got the, got the yellow shirt. You know, I don't know. They may try and change up his character a little bit. He's one with a lot of flexibility. And I don't think Danny Rand is going to be, I don't think Finn Jones is going to be Danny Rand. Uh, that would be my guess. Um, but I don't know. if And if they keep things and say everything's canon, I think then, then that would really up the odds that we see, um, we see Jessica Henwick's Colleen Wing really step up more so than Finn Jones as a character that could show up in a Shang-Chi or something like that. So, um yeah i think that that's my biggest takeaway and then obviously i didn't even mention uh punisher punisher is another easy one he's kind of like jessica jones where i don't think you really have to even dive into his no. backstory that much it's kind of we kind of get it he is who he is and he's very flexible he can be, he can be in almost anything so mm-hmm. uh you know he is a 100 percent. the only thing i've gone i've gone on the show for for on record multiple times saying that Burnthal would be an excellent Wolverine, so that would be the only thing that, if I was Kevin Feige, that would stop me from bringing back him as the Punisher. But 
Uh, I certainly would not be upset if uh, if we see him back or when we see him back. I would expect as uh, as Frank Castle. Interesting. All right, uh, Shamari, what, what, what's your take on the whole the Defenders saga news that we got this week? Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I uh... I mean, you you don't really know what to make of it, or I I or at least I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, um, you know, similar to the similar to the Daredevil thing, you, you know, I I don't know. Uh, they've been mum about about what their plans are to do, what what they want plan to do uh, with the defenders, um, you know, which I don't really know why. That would seem to imply that you know they plan on using. Um, Maybe even using these actors. I mean, I, I mean, we know Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio are involved, so they maybe. I, I mean, I would guess they're planning on using other ones. Maybe all of them. I don't know. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to uh, it's kind of hard to guess. I mean, I um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they just brought everyone back. Um, I mean, even if they brought Finn Jones back, I mean, my problem with Iron Fist wasn't Finn Jones. I don't think he was a terrible Danny Rand. I know some people do. I don't think it was a bad Danny Rand. It was, you know, the writing, uh, the choreography, the fight choreography could have been better. If they got the Daredevil people to do Iron Fist, it probably would have been much better. So, I mean, maybe they'll stick with Finn Jones. Maybe they'll move off of him. Um, But, I mean, I think it's possible that they keep everyone around. Um, I don't think they need to. I don't know. So, it's very confusing. So what they've set up here is it's a very confusing situation. Um, I don't really know how if I feel one way or the other about it. You know, Feige's earned so much goodwill with me that if he were to, I mean, we have Charlie Cox, we have D'Onofrio. If he were, if he were to recast almost everyone else, I don't know that I have much of an issue with it. Wow. To be honest, as much as I love Mike Coulter and he's fantastic as Luke Cage. Could someone else um, play Luke Cage? Are there other black other 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 black actors that can play Luke Cage? I mean, I think so. Mike Coulter probably I don't even know if he would have been my fan cast. <laughs> right, right. Um and again, there's no disrespect to Mike Coulter. I love Mike Coulter. He's great. He's great in Luke Cage, and he's great in this show Evil on Paramount Plus. It's also really good. If anyone's seen that. Does the blade thing throw that off a little bit? You know, you got me my air feel as is as uh as blade. Again, from that perspective, you yeah, only can't make it fully can it. You can't just say, oh, it all happened like that. No, I mean, I mean could, I, I think but... there are, um, I'm pretty sure there are a couple, there's, there's, there's a couple one, of other, one other person that's shown up in a couple yeah, different yeah, roles. Yeah, a couple of doppelgangers in the MCU. There's one, one, like a minor roles, but they've right. shown up in other things. Right. You know? This would be the first time we've had the same person play two major characters. Now, yeah, you... I'll be honest, I, I, I'm kind of with Sham, like, and I know a lot of people have said I sound crazy, and maybe people thought that Sham sounded just crazy. I agree, I, I don't have an issue with like Maharshal Ali being Blade and saying that that stuff was still canon. I don't. Like, one guy's a vampire and has, like, a fade and fangs. Like, and the other guy was, like, totally yeah, different. I, I, like, I, I, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't trip about Maharshal like Ali. That. And he's gonna look really different. Like, like, it, it'd like be different face. if he was alive. But, like, they killed him off. So, like, I mean, he, that yeah, character is dead. And, and this what is somebody worth, who just looks like him. Grace yeah. Randolph, who we've talked about in the past, said that she heard that Blade could be taking place in the in the 1920s or 30s yeah so i mean you could do so, i mean come on now yeah. which would then be like it's not they're not even alive at the same point in time so yeah it was like you know there's people yeah. that say oh otto porter looks like will chamber you know like <laughs> you know it happens all the time you got people that, that look like a certain person that you know doppelgangers 
um, in, that are celebrities. So it's it's very possible. Uh, but there's gonna be the detractors. It's gonna be the naysayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be, and I know, and Afi Woodard, I think, would also be a a double person too, or she is already, because um, she's been in Civil War and in, of course, Luke Cage. So uh, we've dealt with this, man. Like I'm, I'm just not. That's not something that I'm not on that. Like I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I don't think that really changes anything. You know, I, I feel like. I don't know. I, again, I'm kind of torn on whether or not you know this. This there's a chance that this could still be canon. You know, we talked again at length at the top of the show about the future of Daredevil. You know, I one pre, one thing I have seen people say is you know putting it in its own category like this. When Kendall said you know he's surprised that Iron Fist was put in there. One thing to note is that these are of course all of the and really the only shows so far on Disney Plus that are on TV mature. So it also could just kind of be a signal to all people who are using the platform that like, you know, Hey, you know, these are the shows you don't want your kids watching, you know, and just lumping them all in one category make, could make it very easy for a lot of people. So, you know, they didn't like, I know, uh, ages of shields came over in the same time period with, with Marvel, with these Marvel Netflix shows or former Netflix shows. And it is not in the defenders category. It's in a totally different you know category. So there, there, there's some of that to it as well. Um, I kind of disagree with Sham in regard to like, you know, the ca- other, the castings wouldn't be a big deal or recastings. I I cannot have, I, I you know I have like to me, uh, Kristen Ritter back as Jessica Jones and Mike Holter back as Luke Cage are non-negotiables to me. Um, you can change Iron Fist, I, I don't care. Like, and I don't think really think that Finn uh, Finn Jones really cares. Honestly, it seems like every word we get from every every story we get from the creation of that show suggests that he just didn't put in the work or the effort. So I'm not going to put in the work and the effort to care that he returns. I am with Shan where I wasn't someone who thought he was just the worst Danny Rand ever. I think a lot of the show's downfall came from, you know, apparently his lack of, uh, his lack of, you know, will and his lack of hard work and ethic or work ethic rather to get the fight category choreograph choreograph. Why can't I say that word? choreography <laughs> down pat and get himself in the right shape but you know i thought him as just playing finn jones just the the rich guy who is inherited all this money but now you know is trying to figure out how to live two worlds essentially is this you know martial arts master and superhero but also this person who has all this inheritance i thought he was fine with that because finn jones is a fine actor but he didn't seem interested in all the other stuff <laughs> but bernthal coulter and and Ritter are non-negotiable. You want to recast anyone else? I, I, I we can talk about that. And there are some I'm, I would probably say, okay, fine. And some maybe I'd push back on. But I don't think you recast any of those people and and have me be okay with it. They were too. I think they were too. I, I mean, to me, those three are like iconic. Like, I, like I don't think that like, like those shows were like big moments in time when it happened. And if you're gonna really bring back some of these people, like. Murdoch and Fisk being played by Cox and D'Onofrio, then I think you should bring all of them back, you know? And I would, and I, I for one also would not have a huge issue of them bringing Finn Jones back only if he can say, yo, like I will do the work that you guys want me to do to do this. Or, or put me in a mask. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah. That, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a nice start. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Iron Fist had a mask. Yeah. Let Iron Fist have a mask. So he don't, care. he don't got to do any of that fight choreography. I don't so. care. Just put him in, give him a bandana. <laughs> I, and I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't and I'm care cool. if Pedro Pascal can do any 
any sort of fighting. Yeah, I don't, he, I don't think Pedro Pascal in a, in a jetpack. Like, you don't got yeah, him flying exactly. around you anywhere. see his face, yeah. like, less than 1% of the, probably, the time. I'm in sure show. he told them, I'm not willing to do the work. And they got someone to do it for They got someone to do it. The check's still cleared. Like, I, I don't know what, I mean, honestly, I'm sure he probably wanted, he just wanted the FaceTime. But, like, now if you're Marvel, hey, look, if you want to be on this thing, like, you're going to wear the mask. <laughs> or yeah, or you're gonna learn how to fight. It's one yeah. of the two. Which I'm again again at this point, I think you guys are right. I don't know if I even give them the option to wear them, to learn how to fight. I'd just be saying, yo, we'll bring you We're back. You, you, you're gonna be you you coming back on the veterans minimum, first of all. Like you're not getting whatever whatever <laughs> Cox is getting your brown contract. Yeah, whatever yeah, you get to approve it there. Whatever Cox is getting, you're getting twenty percent of that. But you know, but you get the exposure and just get your name back out there and also you're not doing any fight choreography. We're putting somebody else in the mask to do all that stuff for you. But best rest be sure, any moment where we need you to fight with your face showing, like we're gonna get you in the gym. You're gonna you're gonna learn this stuff. Like but he he'd be on thin nights and if you don't wanna do it, then I just move on. I wouldn't trip. And I'm also not one of those people that feels like Cubs we have Shang Chi, we don't need Iron Fist. Like I think that that's ludicrous. I like I just think it's stupid that like you know, you know, still we have so many in. other super we have, two, like, you know, Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda are both, you know, now the Scarlet Witch, are both about to be in a movie. Both of them mystical mystical, uh, mystical characters. And no way was like, oh, we have Doctor Strange. We don't need Wanda. Or we have, you know, Wanda. We don't need Doctor Strange. You know, we have multiple yeah. people who are really strong, like the Hulk and like Thor. We didn't say, oh, we don't need two of these people. Like, we don't I need Thing. Yeah, we don't need yeah, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna need Thing when, when the Fantastic Four comes back. Like, it's stupid. Like, you can have two people that are martial arts. That's totally fine. like And in fact, it will actually be great because when they cross over, then you'll have a real story moving forward. So that whole like thought process to me, I don't understand to the to the slightest degree. But I digress. Let's move on and talk quickly about Morbius. So uh, this Morbius movie comes out. I don't have the release date in front of me. It's soon, though. Is it is it, is it this week? Or when, when is Morbius coming April 1st. April 1st. Okay. okay, so we're about a, a little more than a week away. So we don't have the official embargo being lifted on all the reactions to Morbius, but someone who has talked to people who have seen the movie is spilling the tea on what he is hearing, and it is not good. So this is Brandon Matthews. He is um, the uh, executive film and TV editor at uh, Geeks Worldwide. He's also uh, formerly with the Illuminati. He's also now also with uh, uh, editor-in-chief of Reviewed Cinema. He said on Twitter, quote, Heard from several journalists who've seen the film already junket purposes that it's uh, already in parentheses junket purposes that it's boring and uncalculated. No consistency except that it's bad. Good moment here and there and two to three Easter eggs, but otherwise just watch it when it gets home. So that is not the glowing news you'd want to hear if anyone out there was really excited to see Morbius. I don't know how many of those people are out there that do exist but i'm sure some of you do maybe jared little fans for sure maybe they would definitely uh fit into that category but this is not good this is not good you don't like to hear this now it is one man's opinion or one man's telling of a story and people that he spoke to i do kind of take this with a major grain of salt because you know people have biases and you can talk to the same people that you know that you kind of have the same opinions with movies about and they could say oh this movie sucks and then you know, the vast majority of people see it and they like it. We saw what happened with the first Venom movie where it was a movie that the critics just panned. And then 
other people saw it and we have what maybe you know i would be curious to see what is the biggest disparity from a rotten tomatoes critic score and a rotten tomatoes audience score but that would be very high up there um i'm wondering if bvs may be kind of close up there too but venom has like a eight of like it's like over 80 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes and that was not with some major internet campaign to like boost the score or anything that was just raw people just taking seeing the movie and, and, and letting their feelings be heard and and the critics score last i saw i think it was like, like 32 or 31 percent so you're talking about a 50 percent difference so sony's been here before where critics have not liked their stuff and the fans have then ended up liking it i think what may hurt this film and why that may feel more unlikely to me sham is morbius doesn't come with the level of fanfare and the level of fan base that Venom has. Venom is a ridiculously popular character. And I think that we all underrated just how popular Venom is. It's interesting to me because I find Venom to be... Like, I find Venom to be kind of boring and kind of one note to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But... And so they're making him a, a, you know, a protagonist seem crazy in my head. But there are a lot of people who just like Venom. They just like the idea of him. They like the symbiote. They like the, the duality of Eddie and the symbiote. They just like it. Like, they just like it, and there's really nothing you can do about it, you know? It's just like people who like Angry Birds or people who like Animal Crossing. Or, like, you can say, I don't get it. This seems dumb. But it's like, uh, well, it's not for you to get. People just like it. And I'm not going to say that I don't dislike Venom or hate Venom again at all. But I just, could, I just did not understand how much people really love that character. So, Morbius Sham doesn't have that. Morbius has no fan base. There is no, no, there are, there are no, there's no Morbius hive. There is no people, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, how we've been waiting for all these years to see Morbius on the big screen. So, those people aren't going to save this movie. So, if this movie really does have issues, the fact of seeing this guy, the vampire flying around, that, that alone is just not going to save it. I really think that just seeing the spectacle of Venom was enough for a lot of people to say this was great that's not gonna happen with this so while i take this with a grain of salt there are reasons for me to believe that i could get why people would think this is uh bad boring and uncalculated because it seemed all those things when i heard this movie was being announced yeah um yeah i mean i um i mean i, I basically echo your sentiments i don't really know um I mean, I don't really. I, it's hard for me to see how this movie would have really done like well. I mean, the trailers were were good. Um, I mean, my, my I think one of the issues with this is the vampire kind of craze came and went. Right. And this movie came out ten years ago. It, it could have done. It could have been a hit. It could have done really, really well. Yeah. Um. Now, it doesn't really make any sense, um, especially in like the spring. You know, you release something like this on Halloween, maybe it becomes a cult classic, maybe. You know, maybe it becomes like, oh, it's kind of a horror kind of thing. You know, it's bad, but, you know, it's still good mm-hmm. or it's a good watch, you know, a fun watch, you know, in the dark on Halloween. You got nothing to do. You put on Morbius, you know, just, you know, just watch it. You know, I've seen plenty of horror movies like that. <laughs> Horror movies like that. Who hasn't seen horror movies like that? I've seen plenty of horror movies like that. And it's fine, you know. You don't watch it because it's such high quality. You watch it just because it's a horror movie. You want to see some, 
some crazy stuff and something crazy happened on Halloween. Yeah. You know, that would have made much more sense. I think even Venom came out around Halloween. Yeah, that was that movie. Yeah, Yeah, that was an October movie. That made sense for that movie. Yeah. So this is releasing in like March or April. April. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you want to see Morbius? Maybe. I don't know. So, so yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I, I believe, I believe these, uh, critics, I mean, I believe them when Venom came out and I still agree with them when, uh, with their opinion on Venom. So I, I, I'm sure I'll probably agree with them, uh, for this movie as well. Um, I do like Jared Leto movies. I, I do think he's a good actor. Um, I don't even think he would have done a bad job based on the thing I've seen in the trailer. It looks like he's doing a good job, but it's Morbius. I mean, it's hard to, it, I, I think it's, I don't think it's the easiest thing to tell a good Morbius story within like the MCU and like try to have that be like something people want to see um, at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I believe it, but you know, we'll see. You know, I still, I still want to check it out. You know, I guess see see how it is. So, <laughs> uh, another um, another review came from Nick Santos, aka Professor Hulk, from uh, mm-hmm. that hashtag show, and he said, "I've seen nearly a full cut of Morbius. It's a messy film. Doesn't know what universe it's in or what character it coexists with." He also said the Spider-Man graffiti and newspaper in the trailer was all bait, and it doesn't appear in the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, April Fools! Yeah, it's coming out April. Yeah, coming out April. Fools. April Fools! Isn't that? Isn't that? That's not a great. That's not a great release. Thing. Another another person claimed that. <laughs> that's wild, Keaton, right? You're right. It is all, on April. Fools. All, another person claimed that all the Keaton scenes in the trailer are not in the movie. Ooh. No way. That's bad. That was that's something I've heard. I don't know if it's true. I, you know, the movie I, no, I, think, I think that's something that they. I think it is in the movie. They just keeping it. They're not. Yeah, that, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe they kept it from people. Yeah, because that's that would be absurd. Wow, that's really deceptive. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's some dangerous marketing right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that anybody cared about. Like, like yo, I'll be honest, man. Like, yeah, if, if that is the case, like, if I, I think if you're what you're saying is true, or there's even a, a hint of this being true, I feel like for me, I'd have to. I don't want to say I'm going to look for spoilers, but I need to get some assurances that, <laughs> that these things are in it. Because I don't—that's—I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. Like, if, if there's no Keaton, no Spider-Man references, I—you I, know me—I've always hated Morbius as a character. I right, thought he right. was hella boring. I never understood his, his plight. His arc was the most grotesque. The, most <laughs> the worst arc. The only arc that was worse than the Morbius arc in that Spider-Man animated series was when Spider-Man had like eight arms. Yeah, it was like a real spider. Like that that whole thing part was of super that weird. At a time, yeah, it was part of that arc. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like that's the only thing. Like yo, I don't like that cannot happen. So, <laughs> man, I, I I might have to have some assurances that there actually is stuff. There is world building being done. If there is no world building being done, then I have <laughs> there's nothing for me to see here. So you got cheated. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, <laughs> run amok, and flat out deceived. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a, this is a, this is a, not a good thing. I mean, when Shamari, when you broke down all the the horror movie, all the horror movies in this archetype, you know, it just feels like the next one where it's only being made just for the horror movie thing. 
But yeah, from, make, it, make this like another Resident Evil movie. Just make it just some <laughs> a horror flick. You know, you watch it. You know, you kind of turn your brain off and watch <laughs> there it. There you go. And you just you just enjoy it. You know, they could have marketed it like that, and it could have been great. But they fell into the thing of it's got to be, you got to be Spider Man. You know, yeah, they got to put like <laughs> Keaton. In yeah, you put Michael close. Keaton. And everybody's so confused. They're like, wait. Since Nancy, why is the Daily Bugle logo look like the Raimi one? Right. But Keaton's in it. I, I don't know. But then a picture of Spider-Man in the background looks like Maguire. Boy, what if, what if like, the Marvels saw it and they were like, take all that stuff out of the movie? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could happen. I mean, it's possible. I mean, man. They're like, just get it all out. We don't want it. We take all that stuff out of this movie. <laughs> it's not good for anyone involved if that's in the movie. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, this is... uh. This is not great. Um, I am very curious to see where this falls on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, if you know, I think this has a chance to be a really low score. Uh, I don't, you know, it could be. People are really tired of the vampire thing. People are really tired of the vampire thing. This feels like a really lazy attempt at it. Yeah, like we, because we, I mean, like Blade is going to be exciting. I'm sure we think Blade's going to be very good. That's good. That'll be a vampire movie, but I don't think they're gonna. They're not sparing any expense. They're not. You know, they're not taking any shortcuts in doing this Blade character, I would assume. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to doing this Morbius, there's nothing, you know, you talked about and you talked about it, Shamari, off air when we were talking about it earlier today. What is the why about this movie? Why are they making it? Yeah. Is it only is it only just so that they can create this like this uh, this offshoot Marvel brand that is separate from what Disney has? They can leverage their ownership of Spider-Man to create a, their own MCU with Spider-Man characters, their own cinematic universe. Because other than that, there's really no reason to make this movie. Nobody was asking for a Morbius movie. If you're not going to make a killer vampire movie, then what's the point of making this Morbius movie? You know, I, I mean, Kendall, I mean I'm, Kendall, I'm really starting to feel like we're being hoodwinked. Because even think about Venom. Think about Venom and think about what we saw in no way home we i watched i'm sure you guys watched at some point at least you watched the post credit scene of the venom let there be carnage movie yeah and then you watch no way home and the way venom let there be carnage set up what appeared to be eddie brock the tom hardy version of venom being brought into the mcu look what the post credit scene did took him right out took him right out as of right now Eddie, Tom Hardy is not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When the whole thing we kept hearing about was, it's only inevitable that we see Holland versus Hardy. Right now, I have no idea how that's supposed to happen, given where everything stands with the Spider-Man in the MCU. So, I'm wondering if all the stuff they're doing is just these little teases that make us stay invested in these Sony Spider-Man movies, only for the rug to be pulled out. Because when I hear you take out, when I see you take out Hardy, I hear stuff that none of the stuff that connects to the Spider-Man MCU now is even in this film. I just feel like I'm wondering, yo, were they just shooting stuff and putting stuff in trailers and Marvel was allowing them to do that because they have no choice because they're in this weird arrangement with them only for all this stuff to be taken away so that, you know, because they can't act, and Marvel doesn't actually want to touch any of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's whack to me. It's so, it's super corny. And but that's why I feel like where we're at right now with Sony until they show me otherwise. They have delivered on zero, zero when it comes to connecting Marvel MCU to what they do. They've not yeah. delivered on one thing. So and let's what, be honest. What, so what are we doing here? 
That I mean, April first, like Moon Knight will have already been out. What's that? A day before Moon Knight comes out or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yo, I will have yo. They're gonna they, have to. It's gonna take a lot for me to get me that there. They they better get the word out that there's something out there that I need. I, to see. You know, I'm not gonna be like hustling and grinding to go see a, a Marvel movie. That the week after we got Sonic the Hedgehog, that's what I'm excited about. And, and we got the ambulance movie, <laughs> you know, like yeah, people are gonna go. People are gonna go see that movie. Like Morbius is, they're in a rough spot. They better, they better have something big, or I, you know, I don't think that movie's gonna do well in the box office. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this is this was bad news. This is not the kind of press that Sony should want. Is anybody this, surprised that this is that what that this movie is bad or that there's rumors bad, that, that there's rumors bad. that it doesn't even connect to anything. <laughs> I am surprised that that, that that those rumors are shocking to me. Um, but the the idea that it's not a good movie that is not shocking. <laughs> that is not shocking because we also the, said it was a bad idea. To, to make Morbius a great movie was a major undertaking. It's not that it can't be done. We always use that caveat every time we talk about any film on right. this podcast. We always say, "Look, I'm not saying that it can't be done because we've seen things that we thought would we couldn't see being good, being great. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy always being kind of the the the, the the model child in that regard, but but just we follow this canon. We've read these comics, we've watched these cartoons, we've watched these past movies, so we know these characters. We know their potential. We know why certain certain characters have done well, why other characters haven't done well in different mediums outside of film. So when we say there's no reason to make a Morbius solo film, I don't care if you can get you know the greatest actor in the world to play him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense to do it. It's for a reason. So to answer your question in a long way, no, it's not surprising because we told you before when they heard the story that they were going to do this, that I don't know why you do this. Nobody's clamoring for this. Morbius really ain't all that cool. So what's the point? But the point is that money could be made. So that's why they're taking this risk. Let's wrap the show real quick, guys, on this uh, story regarding Sydney Sweeney. So if you guys have watched HBO, HBO's Euphoria, of course, she plays one of the major characters in that show. Word has gotten out that she has been cast in Madam Web. This is, of course, a different Sony project that we still don't really know how it's going to connect to Spider-Man or anything and stuff, as we keep talking about one of the major themes of this podcast. But this is an actress that people have looked at and seen some of her performances of late. And I felt like she should be in line to potentially be in some kind of superhero movie. It was kind of surprising to see her get added to something literally so fast. It seemed like I heard the stuff, the I heard the fan castings and the people discussing it like a couple weeks ago, and then here we are now where <laughs> she's like, oh, it's already cast. Um, so, Sham, you've watched Euphoria. Me and Kendall have not, so you're more familiar with Sweeney's work than we are. Give us a feel of what kind of actress and talent Sony is getting in, in, um, in Sweeney. Um... Yeah, very, uh, definitely good at playing, um, uh, I mean, Euphoria is like a teen drama, so it's, yes. I mean, but definitely able to do a range of emotions for sure. Um, very into like the very kind of, uh, I mean, that shows you kind of the very, um, very vulnerable, very like, um, prone to like emotional manipulation, um, but it's a lot of very, 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 very high highs and low lows, um, which you get a lot of in that show from a lot of different actors and actresses and people. 
Um, uh, but she does a fantastic job in that show. Fantastic job in that show. Very dramatic. You know, reads the lines well, plays her character well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking they have someone who who I would also say they have someone who is who is also a, a good at being a very physical actress as well. In terms of of having a vibe about her, carrying herself a certain way, um, she does that very, very well, I would say. Um, definitely one of the best people in the show at that, for sure. So, so who's she playing? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so I would have for you, the question I have for you, Sham, is could she make sense to be either, because these are two female Sony characters we know are coming down the pipe. Would she make sense to play either a Felicia Hardy black cat or a spider woman down the line? Um definitely Felicia Hardy. I think she could okay. I think she could easily be a fan casting for Felicia Hardy. Interesting. Okay. Um yeah, I would say I would say yes, no question. The blonde hair definitely helps. Yeah, blonde hair helps and it it would just be I, I feel like it would take it wouldn't take very much effort for her to pull something like that off. Interesting. Um so yeah, I definitely think that could happen. Uh, Spider, Spider Woman, Gwen. Spider Gwen, a possibility. I've heard that uh, too. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, Spider Gwen, such a physical character, such a such a. She's so. I think she's so like, because she's good. She's good at playing physical characters, but Spider Gwen is so. There's another Undertaker. Yes, yeah, so that's 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 a, that's a kind of a different animal <laughs> a little bit. But um, but I mean, it's possible for sure. Um, I mean, Natalie Portman is going to be female Thor, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> anything's can, possible. Uh, can, be, I mean, look, I, I mean, I've seen Natalie Portman in in Star Wars a million times. I would have never <laughs> thought that she could be uh, Thor. Thor. So I mean, you know, anything is possible. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh, I think Spider Woman as well. I think Felicia Hardy is definitely kind of the fan casting, the one where you're like, yes, that could definitely be done. Um, very well. And I can see someone at Marvel or Sony being like, yeah, I think we got to make that happen. Interesting. So, Kendall, when you hear someone like Sony looking to a young actress kind of on the come up on a show that's highly visible to a lot of people, what did you kind of make to hear the news that they would snag her or something for that that will be in this Madam Web project, a project that we still don't know all that much about other than that uh, Dakota Johnson will be in it and that uh, and that Olivia Wilde is well no Olivia Wilde is a spider woman so not even that so we yes. don't know very much about it besides this but um what, what do you what do you kind of think to what do you think kind of the thought process is for for Sony when you see this kind of casting uh get a name mm-hmm. uh <laughs> we know Sony uh is very much invested in these projects doing well um and i think they know that strategy number one is get you have to attach a you know a a hot name to these characters whether it be jared leto whether it be an iron taylor johnson whether it be now a sydney uh sweeney uh you 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 try to attach names that people recognize that the the target demo will recognize and um yeah, so do I mean, you feel, do you feel like do you feel like that says something that the, that when you say target demo? That actually is very interesting to me. You say that, yeah. Because <laughs> Euphoria is Euphoria, and some of the other shows she's been on, The Handmaid's Tale, um, Eden. Uh, these aren't shows that I would uh, equate to 
the 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 target demo for a superhero project. Yes. But we also get the impression that maybe Madam Web is going to be very different than the other kind of things we've seen. Yeah, and, and very different than the Madam Web that maybe we have been accustomed to. Right. Exactly. Um, we know that. We also know that Zendaya is in is in uh, the MCU as well. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she she has a lot of connecting the dots. She has a lot of, mm-hmm. and and she's great in the MCU too. So she she has a lot of. I think she her her word carries a lot of weight as well. And she's seen her performance in Euphoria. In Euphoria and she could she could vouch for her and be like, listen, yeah, you think the she's definitely one of the, the one of the better talents that the Marvel we have scouts. I mean, I don't know, I don't even know if there's a Marvel at this point. This is uh, I guess I should say the Sony, but the Sony scouts have been uh, they've been watching a lot of Euphoria. But yeah, no, I, my guess is that Madam Web, they're gonna if they're gonna if this is gonna blow up, it, they can't just rely on the Marvel thing. It's like even Morbius, like Morbius couldn't just rely on the Marvel thing. It had to be. You have to also rely on the fact that it's a vampire movie. I don't think anybody cared. I think they miscalculated the idea that people were gonna like die to go see a vampire movie in <laughs> in April, like Shmari said. But um, in twenty twenty two, but I you know what I think with Madam Web, I think you're gonna you're gonna have to try and get people. I don't know what. I don't even know what the format of this movie is gonna be, but there are very few female led comic book movies. And the ones that are, um, and of the ones that we've seen, very few are going to have a character like Madam Web, depending on how she, depending on how she is, um, the, you know, who, you know, wheelchair bound potentially or disabled potentially, um, not really, a not a physical character. Uh, so there's going to have to be a compelling story, I would imagine. So it's gonna be different. So I think going after you're gonna you're gonna be going after I think not the usual suspects, but I think Spider Gwen is a possibility only because when you talk about Madam Web, talk about potentially multiverses and mm-hmm. maybe she's coming from a different universe and she's Spider Gwen in this universe. I don't know, um, but that could be interesting. Yeah, I think I think all interesting all interesting thoughts on this. I think uh, I agree with Kendall that you know this was a story that got headlines. You know, and of course you know. There's a weird relationship between, you know, these movie companies and the trades where in some ways it feels like the movie companies kind of tell the trade what to do. But, like, I was actually surprised at just how much a big deal it was that she was being cast in Madam Web because Madam Web as a project is just so low on the totem pole for a lot of people who are following this stuff. But I think that told me even though I've not seen you for it, I've seen, and I've only seen clips of Sydney Sweeney in the show. I know there's that very viral clip where, you know, her and where you, uh, you know, Zendaya's character, you know, reveals that, uh, Sydney's character was sleeping with one of the, her best friend's boyfriends or whatever. And mm-hmm. I've seen that scene a million times over and over again. I'm sure everybody's seen that scene. If you've been on Twitter long enough, but to me, the fact that, that this casting got this much attention told me, okay, well, this is a big deal because, this is something that if I would have seen it before, we would have talked about it on the podcast probably, but I don't know if I would have kind of thought too much, too sense about it outside of saying, okay, I got to talk about that next week. I saw that and I saw another headline and another headline. And it kind of like was kind of, I think uh, Madam Web was trending for a little bit because Sydney Sweeney was casting this. And I was like, okay, this is not a small deal. So when we talk about who she could potentially be playing, I hope it is somebody major. You know, I don't think it should be someone that's just a villain to Madam Webb. Like, I think it should be someone like a, a Fletcher Hardy or like a, 
a Spider Gwen because that seemed to be the attention that this got. So that'll be a, a casting and, and a movie and a whole project that we'll have to keep following. But that's gonna do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. So of course I want to enjoy. I want to thank my guys for for joining me today. Of course I want to thank you guys for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast. Check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can also individually follow follow us on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Shamari can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. And Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.